0: Welcome into a group therapy edition of Home Run Throwback. I am Jimmy Morris, at jmorrismcm on Twitter, bcmiracles.com. Today we are recapping the Titans' 27-3 to loss to the Browns. There's not a whole lot of, like, breakdown to do here, right? Um, to me, this really is just kind of a they are who we thought they were type of thing, right? Because... Listen, the Titans offensive line held up pretty well through the first two weeks. Uh, We saw deficiencies for sure. Nothing like what we saw today. But this unit is still not good. And we shouldn't be surprised that it's not good. Um, Especially when you think about the fact that, you know, Peter Skronsky wasn't out there for the second straight week. Hopefully he gets back next week. We'll see. But, you know, there's not – they didn't do – a whole lot besides drafting Skronsky in the first round to upgrade this line. I mean, you bring in Andre Dillard, who they gave some money to, who was a former first-round pick, but couldn't hold down a starting job in Philadelphia. So you think he can come here and be better than Dennis Daly. Like, Right? I mean, that's kind of, like, it's sad, but that's really what our bar was for a left tackle this year. Is he better than Dennis Daly? Yeah, I think so. Now he got abused today by Miles Garrett. No big surprise there. You know, on the last play before the half, where, you know, they get the sack and the Titans aren't able to even attempt a field goal there, um, you don't, I don't understand at least why they didn't give Dillard some help there because, you know, Garrett has been beating him repeatedly all day. You have a situation where you don't have any timeouts. You cannot afford a sack. I mean, that's the one thing that cannot happen there is get sacked and it gets sacked. And you know, listen. I mean, I think there's some extent of a veteran quarterback needs to feel that pressure and get rid of the football. But it was so fast. I don't even know if he had a chance to. And listen, like I got online um, at one point tonight while I was waiting for my food, and um, they I, I see all these people just you know like oh Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, listen. Ryan Tannehill, again, he is who he thought he was, right? I mean, he's going to be good sometimes. He's going to be bad sometimes. That's who Ryan Tannehill has been pretty much his entire career. The thing is, it gets magnified in a situation where your offensive line is bad and you only have a certain number of big plays that you can hit during a game, right? Ryan Tannehill is not consistent in hitting those big plays. Now, he hit two chunk plays last week, right? The play to Burks, the play to Moore. I mean, he hit one to Moore today, but like – you, ryan tannehill needs volume to be successful in that way right and, and not not like volume he's never been he's been an efficient guy here he hasn't been a volume guy here he's been a rhythm guy here and, and play action that kind of volume but I, when i'm talking about like big play shots that kind of stuff he needs he needs a few of them to hit a few of them right he's not gonna he's not gonna go 10 for 10 right. And so in a game like today where you only have a certain number of plays that even like develop enough to where it even matters what kind of type of throw the quarterback makes, it's going to be he's not going to he's not going to be successful in that arena. He's going to be successful in an arena where play action is working, it's buying him time, he's able to see what's in front of him and he's able to hit a receiver, okay? So he needs that type of stuff to be successful. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is the answer. I would have been fine with them not bringing Ryan Tannehill back this year, finding out what they have in these two guys behind him, and then you know moving into, into next year, right? I mean, I think for the long term benefit of the franchise, that would have been the best thing to do. That's not what they chose to do. They chose to basically run it back and try to make it work with this same group, this group that has has had success, right? I mean, you've got an AFC Championship with Ryan Tannehill, and Derrick Henry. I mean, an AFC Championship game. With Derek with Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry. You've got a number one seed with Ryan Tannehill, with Derrick Henry, you know, coming back. But anyway, like they- they've had success with the group. The problem is now they're aging out of the ability to do that. Plus, they don't have the line in front of him. And we've said all along the only way Ryan Tannehill is going to be good is if everything is really good around him, right? He's one of those guys. There are only a handful of guys on the planet that are going to be good even if things around them are not good. Ryan Tannehill ain't one of those guys. We know that. That's no surprise. So if you want to pin all this on Ryan Tannehill, I mean, by all means, like have fun with that, but that's dumb. It's not all on him, okay? Some of it's on him. Some of it's on the offensive line. Some of it's on the play calling. Some of it's on just the circumstance. And look, again, when I say they are who who we thought they were, I've said all along about this team, they are going to be good enough to stay in the mix in this division. Right. Everybody loved the Jacksonville Jaguars coming into this this season. You know, look at what they did last year and the big step they took forward and Trevor Lawrence and yada, yada, yada. They got boat raced by the Texans today. Okay, so the Jacksonville Jaguars are not going to run away with this division. They're not going to run away and hide. The Titans have a a defense that's good enough to keep them in games. Now, things got out of hand today. The defense has issues in the secondary. I don't think the secondary is very good, but the front is good. But when you're on the field as much as they were in the first half, eventually you're going to break. Like, it's just, it's not sustainable to be on the field that much when the offense is as bad as it is. Like you're going to eventually just, you're going to tire out and and you're going to get beat. Like that's going to happen. There are still a lot of deficiencies on this roster. And so you look at, I mean, keep in mind the general manager of this team got fired last year, mid season. All right. So, Things were bad, right? They lost seven games in a row to end last year. Things were bad. There was never a scenario where Rand Carthon was going to come in and in one year fix everything. It just wasn't going to happen. Okay, so you have still work to do on the offensive line. You have work to do in the secondary. They still don't have enough playmakers. And, and, And again, like we are in an era where it is very easy to be successful on offense. I mean, the Miami Dolphins scored 70 points today. In one game. How many games do you think it's going to take the Titans to get to 70 points? Like to, like games. And the Dolphins did it in one game today. So th- this team is what I thought they were. They are a middle to like below average team in a division that is not any good, in a division that's going to take somewhere between seven and nine wins probably. To win the division, maybe we should be watching out for the Colts. I mean, I, you know, as much as as weird as that is to say, as much as I mean, they're a disaster, right? But like, maybe maybe they're the team. Maybe they're the team we should work. But anyway, it, it doesn't really matter. Like, none of it matters because this Titans team has a chance to make the playoffs because they have a chance to win the division. They're not winning a Super Bowl, right? You're not winning Super Bowl with, with the way things are constructed. I don't know what Derrick Henry is right now because I don't think that they are able to play a, a game that they need to be able to play for Derrick Henry to be successful. He obviously wasn't good today, but he's not getting holes. The Titans are still running on second and 10, and it feels a little bit like that no matter who the head coach is, who the coordinator is, I was having this conversation with uh, with old G. Ramsey, shout out, uh, over text today. I mean, it just feels like that the Titans have been here for 25 years. They're making a big deal of the, of the 25th year here in Tennessee, right, as the Titans. It just seems like every single year through Fisher, Munchak, Wisenhunt, Wisenhunt was kind of a, a different deal, but like Malarkey and now Vrabel. I mean, I can't even list all the offensive coordinators, the general managers. They've had two owners in that, or actually they've had more than two owners in that time frame. but you've had different control, whatever. Like it, it feels like it's the same thing that the Titans are constantly trying to win by running the ball and playing defense. And that was fine in 99. That was fine, and you know, in, in that Jeff Fisher era, when that's the way the football was played, it's not played like that anymore. And there are people that are—I mean, I've seen a lot of Mike Vrabel on the hot seat stuff uh, over the last over the last little bit. I, I think that's a little bit crazy because I think that when you look at the overall body of work that Mike Vrabel has put up, that it's insane to think that he could be in trouble now if the Titans win. You know, two or three games this year, I think you absolutely have to start to have the conversation. I still don't think he's out if that happens. Um, I think there is concern about him being a defensive guy versus not having an offensive guy in this current, like, in the current way that the NFL is set up. Like, I do think there's something to that. But I think you're crazy if you think that Mike Vrabel should be gone. I think he's done a really good job. I think we obviously know he's a really good motivator. He knows how to get guys to play hard, um, all those things. I mean, we've seen all that stuff from him. So let's pump the brakes a little bit. The other thing I'll say is there have been these losses in – I mean, every team, for the most part, has one or two of these losses throughout a season – um, you know, we've seen – I mean, last year people buried the Chiefs, right? Like, th- there are times when these type of things happen, a-, a game goes a certain way, a team looks completely overmatched, they come back and a month later you forget all about that. Do I think that's what this team's going to do? No, I don't. I-, I think what we saw today is what this team is. I think they're going to be okay against teams that aren't that good. I think teams that don't have very good defenses, I think they're going to look okay against those groups. Um, I-, I think that the Titans' defense is – can is going to be able to generate generally enough pressure to make other to make opposing quarterbacks uncomfortable. And so they're not gonna but I mean look at it. Like the Titans have now you're you're three weeks into this season and Deshaun Watson threw for 289 today and that's the least amount of passing yards they've given up on the season. Okay. So as good as we think this defense is and as good as I do believe that the front is the passing thing has been a problem. Now, they still don't give up yards on the ground, right? I mean, the the, the Browns had 78 yards rushing today. That's a team that, that came in, I'm pretty sure, leading the league in rushing. They don't give up yards on the ground. That's just not a thing that happens. They're very good up front. But they have a problem against against quarterbacks that that can – I've never even had quarterbacks in just quarterbacks in general, right? I mean, Derek Carr, they gave up 300 yards to Derek Carr. So I just – I think that what we're going to see with this team is what we saw today – but it's just in, in some weeks it's not going to be as obvious because Miles Garrett is not going to be lining up on the other side of the ball. Last week they had success, but you know Joey Bosa didn't play most of the game. He was coming back from an injury. When they put him in there, he got a sack basically every time. So again, like I think that we just need to kind of accept that this is what this team is going to be. This is who they are, and we're going to see these ups and downs this year. And then we'll see next year what the plan is. I've seen some clamoring for them to move on from Ryan Tannehill. Listen, I'm—I mean, fine. Like, do it. I don't care at this point because they're not winning the Super Bowl. Um, you need to know what you have post Tannehill, right? Because he's not here next year. I don't—I don't see any scenario where he's here next year. I don't think Derek Henry's here next year. I think this team looks way different next year. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is maybe here. So, like, th- there's—there's a lot of things that need to change. Um and that are going to that are even going to change next year. So if you want to go ahead and start that clock, if you want to give a game to Malik Willis, if you want to give a game to Willis, like I, I don't care. That, that's fine. It doesn't, sorry my my watch is listening to me apparently. it doesn't that doesn't matter, right? because they they might win with those they might lose. I mean listen Malik Willis almost beat, the, almost beat the chiefs last year in Arrowhead. okay So I mean, crazy things happen. fine. Turn it over to him. don't turn it over to him. like who cares? It, it just doesn't really matter at this point because this is what this team is. They're going to be this all year long, all right? So we just need to get used to it, basically, is the point here. So, I mean, that, that's really all I have for tonight. I, I don't really have a whole lot else to say. It was a disaster of a performance. Um, they're not good enough up front, and as long as they're not good enough up front, they're not going to be good enough to win games, I mean, that's, that's really what it boils down to. Unless you have – I mean, listen, remember – we all remember, right? The year of the Titans were the number one seed, and they sacked Joe Burrow, what, six, seven, eight times in that game. Um, and the, the Bengals were still able to win. Part of that was because Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions. Part of it was because Joe Burrow has, you know, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase – we ain't got Jamar. We ain't got T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, right? I mean, that, that's just that, That's just kind of where this team's at. If you're going to be really bad like that, you've got to have really good playmakers to overcome it. The Chiefs were bad for a couple years on the offensive line, but they had Patrick Mahomes, they had Travis Kelsey, they had Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, at, at some points in that, and so it didn't matter as much. The Titans don't have anything like that, and and so as long as they're really bad up front they're not going to win games against good defensive teams. And that's what we saw in week one against the Saints. That's what we saw today against the Browns. So, yeah, that's really about all there is to it. All right, we'll do it for tonight. We will have a lot more on this game and then a lot to get you ready for the Bengals heading into next week. Uh, so be sure and check that out. Again, the site, musicianmiracles.com. All the good stuff is there. You can also get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search out Home Run Throwback. Really appreciate that. Uh, And like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at MorrisMCM. So thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you again later. Home Run Throwback is a part of the Fans First Sports Network.